Hey guys, it's Coach Chris here from Ratzinger Fitness. Time for another episode of Fitness That Fits. And today, my mission is to help teach you how to eat healthy on a budget. Because I get it, there are a lot of misconceptions out there about healthy eating, one of which being that it is and always will be an expensive habit to maintain. And the truth is, it really doesn't have to be. But if there is ever a time of year to benefit from being budget conscious, then I would argue that it's right now, the holiday season. Um, according to the National, National Retail Federation, between all of the gifts, the lights, the decor, the cards, the food, the trees, all of it, the average American consumer plans to spend, that's right, just on average plans to spend $998 on the holidays. That's a lot, guys. But all month long, I've been showing up for you in episodes of Fitness That Fits just like this, in my month-long coaching group, even in my own life, for myself and the people around me, trying to remind us all that the holidays do not have to come at the expense, pun intended, of our healthy habits, those healthy habits that we've worked so hard all year long to develop. So that's why today I'm bringing you guys seven steps on how we can eat healthy on a budget this holiday season and all year long, really. We can do this by being proactive, making healthy eating a sustainable choice for us when we learn to plan ahead, reduce our waste, and shop smart. And that's what these seven steps are going to help you do this year. So let's jump right into it. Step number one, let's get to the good stuff, right? Step number one is know how much you can reasonably spend on food, right? First things first, if we're going to stick to a budget, we have to start with a budget. And this might seem obvious, but I just want to remind you guys that there is a difference between wanting to save a few dollars on your grocery bill and having a specific budget, a set amount that you cannot go over that you need to stick within. And if that's true for you, then the first thing you got to do is figure out what that number is. So just like any other change effort, we have to, in order to be successful, know where we're at and understand where we want to be. So start by asking yourself, what is it you're trying to achieve? What is your financial goal here? Why is it that you have that budget in the first place? Are you trying to make sure that you have X amount of money set aside to spend on those holiday gifts? Cool, what is that number? Um, maybe you're trying to pay down some debt. You need Y amount of money at the end of the month set aside for that. But know, get an idea of what your financial picture is and then start to determine once you have that goal in mind, how much money can I realistically spend on food? And if you're not sure where to start with this, or if you're just kind of getting into budgeting, it's something that you want to get started with, but haven't been doing in the past. A good way to get started is by looking at your bank statement or your receipts from the previous month and seeing how much am I currently spending on food, right? And then we can go from there. Is that working for me? Do I want to spend less? Could I afford to spend more? But find that number first step and make sure you're including groceries and eating out. Whatever your mix of cooking to eating out is, you can still eat healthy and you can still do that on a budget, but you've got to consider both factors. So first thing first, start with that budget. Know how much you can realistically spend on food before we get to the grocery store, right? Then step two, we can start to make a plan for our meals. 
So imagine this for a moment, and this is based off a real life example. Um, but imagine you just finished a workout or maybe you just set a new fitness, a new health goal for yourself, and you are pumped up. You're ready to make some changes in your diet, in the way you eat, you wanna to get to the store, get some healthy foods, stock up on the good stuff, right? So you go to the store and you're strutting along, grabbing only healthy food. You got it down locked. You're grabbing a little kale, maybe some organic, all natural peanut butter, crushing it, right? Pumpkin seeds, why not? Tofu, sure. Kombucha, throw it in the cart. You get all this great stuff and you get home and you're unpacking all this great stuff and you're still feeling good. You're like, hey, I crushed it. I'm making changes. I'm going to eat this healthy stuff. You are a rock star in that moment. And then the moment ends and it's time to make dinner. And you're looking back at all this stuff you bought and realizing that a lifetime supply of kale covered in broccoli and tofu does not a meal make, or at least not one that you wanna be eating anytime soon. And I don't blame you. But now you're in a situation where you're trying to decide, well, do I go back and try again at the grocery store or do I scrap all this and grab Taco Bell? And again, based on a real example, guys, I've been there. But if we can take some time, again, before we get to the store, before we start our week even, to plan out what types of meals, what meals do I want to eat? Not only is this going to help make sure that we purchase the right foods in the first place, right? But also that we purchase them in the right amount. So we're not left with a mountain of kale at the end of the week because we only planned one or two salads. So as you're starting to form your form your meal plan. And again, this is different than meal prepping. Meal prepping is when we make all the food. Meal planning is just deciding, hey, what's on the menu for this week, right? Um, as you start to create that plan, ask yourself things like, what is it that I want to cook? If I cook that, will there be leftovers? How long are those leftovers going to be good for? How often do I want to or do I usually eat out? All right, and you can build some flexibility into your plan, but having a little bit of that structure is gonna help us, one, be laser focused when we get to the store and reduce waste, thereby saving some money, helping that budget out. So that's step number two, to start to create that menu, create that meal plan for your week or your month at a time, however you like to do your shopping. All right, step number three. So we're starting to build out our menu, we're starting to build out our meal plan taking it to the next level, we want to consider coordinating our recipes. What do I mean by that? Well, this next step is going to apply more so to those of you that are spending a lot of time in the kitchen, those budding chefs and crockpot culinary masters, of which I am not quite, but that's okay. You don't have to fall into this category. I'm sorry. You don't have to be a chef in order to eat healthy. Um, but if you do, fall into that category, you are a chef, you like creating those culinary masterpieces, you probably know that there are certain ingredients that really help elevate the flavor. But some of these may not be as budget friendly. And this is where we get into coordinating our recipes with one another. So this is like the next step of having that game plan. Now we're not just deciding what meals, but we're actually trying to select meals that work well together. Meals that are going to share common ingredients and usually have a similar flavor profile. All right, we'll talk a little bit more about how to save on things like your proteins and your produce, 
But this in particular is targeting what I like to call the fancy ingredients. These are things like um, Parmesan, fresh herbs, sun-dried tomatoes, walnuts. Again, those things that are going to really help elevate some of the flavors, really get you to that next level of culinary status um, with your healthy meals, but are going to do so at a little bit of a higher price point. So part of making healthy sustainable is finding meals that you enjoy. And especially if you like to cook, this is going to be part of it. So I'm not here to tell you to skip those ingredients entirely, right? That's another misconception about healthy food. It doesn't all have to taste bland. In fact, a lot of it tastes really good when we do it right. But rather than skip some of these fancier ingredients, what we can do is start to plan our meals, coordinate them together so that if we're making one dish that's going to need that fresh basil, those sun-dried tomatoes on Monday night, we'll look for other recipes that can include those same things. So you're only having to buy maybe one set of your fancy ingredients. And you're also make sure, making sure that you use all of it. Again, reducing that waste, reducing the impact on your budget. So that's a cool tip. Again, if you're into cooking, if you wanna take that next culinary step with your healthy eating, start to consider coordinating your meals, coordinating your recipes. All right, step number four is to don't be fooled by marketing. All right, guys, nutrition and healthy eating have become very hot topics lately, and marketers clued into that pretty quick, um, as they usually do, right? That's their job. But now they are designing and relabeling all of these new food products to capitalize on that trend of healthy eating, right? Give, give the people what they want. But now when you walk through the grocery store, you're going to see everything from weight loss shakes to skinny snack foods, frozen lean meals, even protein enhanced ice cream. Yes, I've tried it. Yeah, it's kind of good. Um, but, well, a lot of these products are going to be packaged to make you think that they are the solution that you've been looking for. They are what you need to hit your health and wellness goals. I want you to take that label with a grain of salt. The truth is a lot of these products aren't actually doing you any real favors when it comes to eating healthy or nutrient density. But even the ones that are genuinely good, healthy foods, things that you want to include in your diet, they are still going to be available at a marked up price because of that marketing, because of that trendiness of healthy eating, right? Um, so be mindful of those. If you're going to let the label make the decision for you, make sure you're looking at the back at the ingredients label, the nutrition label, and not just the slogans or the packaging on the front um, when it comes to making those decisions. And a lot of times, if you're really trying to stretch your budget, you're gonna be better off getting more whole foods, less packaging altogether. So be mindful of that marketing. Don't let it fool you into overspending on things that may not even be supporting your healthy eating. That was strategy number four. Got a couple more for you guys. Um, now we're really getting into the shop smarter, right? So we talked about planning ahead, reducing waste. Now it's how do we shop? How do we shop smart? That brings us to step number five is to shop in season. Now I'm going to tell you this is a strategy that I used to kind of ignore 
back when I lived in the States, but moving to Okinawa where some of the produce gets pricey, guys, I have really had to get good at this one. But I'm going to share it with you because this is a strategy that anyone walking through their local grocery store can use to save a little bit of that money, right? All right. So you see, marketing trends are not the only thing that's going to increase our price point when we're talking about some of our healthy foods. We're also going to be, in fact, impacted by seasonality. Think of it this way. If a particular fruit or vegetable is currently in season, that means that it is easily available. It is ripe. It is ready to go. It's easy for the grocery store to get in and get into your hands. So they're going to be able to offer at a lower price point. When it's not in season, however, it's going to be more work for them to get you that particular fruit, that particular vegetable. So they're going to charge you for that, right? It makes sense, but we can also use this to our advantage by starting to familiarize with what's available seasonally in your local area. And that might seem like a lot of work. Maybe you have no idea when strawberry season is. I'm still a little foggy on it, right? But there is a fantastic resource, a website I want to share with you guys, www.seasonalfoodguide.com. You can put in your area, you can put in either the current time of year or any time of year that you're predicting for, and it will tell you what is locally and seasonally available at that time. So it's a fantastic resource. A little bit of extra time, a little bit of extra planning up front can save you a lot of money when you actually get to the store. Strategy number six, or step number six, right? These are kind of sequential steps. Theoretically, we want to work our way through all of them, use them all together. So I'm going to say step, not strategy, but step six is don't discount frozen. I cannot tell you guys how many people are sleeping on the frozen veggies and I for one have no good reason why. I think a lot of people have this conception that fresh is better, but the truth is most vegetables are frozen immediately after harvest. So not only do they retain almost all of their nutrients, but number two, they're actually harvested at their peak, right? You're going to get the best possible product because it's in season. It was ripe, it was harvested, and now it's perfectly preserved and going to your plate. Now, Be aware that some studies have shown there are slight variations in the nutrient content of fresh versus frozen. That's why I said they retain almost all of their nutrients. There are some differences, but the important thing to note here is that one, those differences are not significant in terms of just general healthy eating. What most of us are trying to do to look better, feel better, move better. It's not going to make a difference. Second thing that I want to point out is that not all of these differences favor fresh, right? There was actually one study that found frozen uncooked kale had a higher amount of antioxidants than fresh kale. There was an instance where frozen was better than fresh. So just kind of want you to break down that wall of thinking that fresh is always better. Frozen veggies, frozen produce offers a fantastic alternative that can also often be available at a lower price point, especially if you're trying to supplement with things that may not be in season. So if you're trying to stay healthy, stay on that budget. Do not forget to take a trip down that frozen food aisle. Plus, frozen fruits are easy to prepare, right? 
It's just a little added bonus. Gotta throw that in there as someone who doesn't cook a ton. All right, last but not least, step number seven is to learn when and where to buy in bulk. Now, this one might be a little scary if you're still building up those cooking skills or you're still trying to make some changes in your usual diet. After all, no one wants to buy a lifetime supply of something that they only know one recipe for or worse, have never even cooked with or eaten before, right? That's stepping way outside the comfort zone. And I don't want you to feel that you have to rush all the way there. In fact, that's why this is step seven, the very last one on our list that we're gonna talk about today in terms of eating healthy on a budget. Because if we try to buy in bulk too soon or too often, such as trying to buy absolutely everything in bulk, we can actually end up wasting more money than we saved. And again, that's just through not being able to eat it, things expiring, having to throw things away. Uh, We wanna reduce that waste to save that money. Over time though, as healthy eating becomes a more regular part of your lifestyle, you're gonna start to notice certain staples that are always showing up in your meal plans that are always disappearing from your fridge and your pantry, um, things that you kind of come to rely on. And some examples from me personally, things that I eat every single week um, in all kinds of different meals or recipes include things like rolled oats, eggs, Greek yogurt, onions, even cucumbers. But these are things that I know that I'll eat well. I can add them to all types of meals, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and I have no problem eating them on a regular basis because I can use them in a variety of different recipes. So for me, when these things are available, I do buy them in bulk, and that's another strategy that can help me kind of save on that grocery bill and keep eating healthy on a budget. All right, guys, so as you'll see, as you start to work through these seven steps, the more you practice eating healthy on a budget, the easier it's going to be. Just like any other skill um, in health and wellness, in life in general, the more we do it, the easier it becomes. The more we build up those skills and those knowledge to help us be successful. Over time, as you start to work through these strategies, you are going to get more familiar with your budget, where you have some wiggle room and when you might not. You develop the habits, the routines that make planning ahead, coordinating those recipes a breeze, almost second nature. You start to train your eye to see when things are a good food versus just good marketing. Um, You also start to learn what things are seasonal, what times of the year, which are best to buy frozen, and which you are comfortable enough to buy in bulk and save that way. So those are the seven steps to help you guys eat healthy on a budget Happy eating and happy holidays on behalf of Ratzinger Fitness. I want to thank you guys for tuning in, for hanging out with me for another episode of Fitness That Fits. I hope to see you same time next week for more health and wellness advice, more information, motivation, and inspiration to keep you moving on your fitness journey. And until then, guys, my name is Chris Ratzinger, your health and wellness coach, and I want you to get out there and get moving. <music>